International Women's Day, celebrating the women at the Hit Network. Hi, I'm Gemma Fordham and I'm the head of the Hit Network. And today, to celebrate International Women's Day, we're talking to the wonderful women that we have on air as part of our network. And now I'm joined by Heidi Anderson, who's breakfast host in Perth at 92.9. Yes, with obviously two lads, Ryan and Xavier. That's (laughs) right. And a lot of people probably don't know you know, how long you've actually been with us and the journey that you've been on actually. Share a bit about how this all came about and was it something that, you know, you aspired when you were a young girl? Uh, I, do you know what? I still remember I used to play radio stations in my house in Bathurst and I actually used to listen to B-Rock FM, Fitzy, who is head of the Triple M Network. Yes. I used to listen to him all the time. <laughs> and I remember one of my friend's fathers worked there and I always thought, ah, oh, one day I could do that. I then also went through the phase of being a hairdresser and it wasn't until I was finished, uh, I was at uni actually and I was working at a pub shift that someone came up to me and they said, do you realise you have a radio voice? So I must have been 20 at the time. Yeah. And they they got me down to do some work at B-Rock and I I volunteered there for a year and a half, which I don't think a lot of people know that. I used to get up three mornings before uni at four o'clock in the morning and go in and help the breakfast show. And they didn't give me a job when I finished uni. And I remember being absolutely devastated, thinking at the time, they don't know what they're missing out on. And, you know, I'm so worldly. I'm 20 years old and um, or 21, whatever. And then I actually went and travelled for four and a half years afterwards and I realised that radio was what I wanted to do and it never kind of left me. And then I went to Afters and then I worked for another company called Ace, which was really short, nine weeks. And then it was actually... Bunbury Hot FM was my first job with you guys and I got that because someone applied for the breakfast show there, Rob, my first co-host, and they heard me on his demo And so they contacted me and said, we'd love you to audition with Rob because we heard your demo from radio school, like afters. Yeah. And that's kind of how it all happened. And then I did Bunbury for two years and it was the hardest time of my life, but also one of the most exciting. And then I went on to Newcastle and did a short stint there. And then that's when the whole Big Brother thing came about. And then I went to Perth straight after. So it was pretty quick from regional for me, but you know what? It was some of the best times of my life. And I I always say, I feel sorry for people who don't get to do their regional stint. Yeah. I think it's interesting hearing the, the backstory because a lot of people may not realise that, you know, you didn't get into your Perth role just because of Big Brother, that you've yes. been chipping away at it for so long. And it's interesting because a lot of the women that are on the network who have yeah. all been doing these chats, pretty much everyone has said that they worked for free and they were really kind of tenacious and they dedicated and they just didn't give up. And it's that that drive, I suppose, that mm. has carried you through. So definitely. And I, you know what I always say to everyone, Gem, because I like to help the girls in regional and stuff and, and chat to them because I know when I was in regional, I was desperate to speak to someone in a capital city. And like I say to any of them, you can't teach passion. If the passion of radio is in your blood and you're a hard worker, you will succeed. Yeah. And I, I love that you actually spend, you really do give back to other young women. I know that. And I know you've been really vocal as well about mental health and the importance yeah. of women talking about their mental health. Look, International Women's Day is about celebrating 
you know, women. And it's important to mention that it's not just about women, it's about the great men in our lives as well. Yes. But it's also an opportunity to highlight areas that women struggle with, whether it's pay equality, workplace, you know, there's still an imbalance in terms of the number of women in executive roles and on the ASX. But the other reason it's a great day is because it does encourage women to talk about issues in their life or issues that they face. And you've really well versed at this and talking about the struggles that women can face mentally that maybe they don't always feel that they can open up about. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I opened up on our radio show. It was the old show then um, back in 2015 about my anxiety. And it was actually Amanda Lee, who um, my content director at the time, she became a new content director. And I think a lot of change for an anxious person Mm. uh, sends you a little bit crazy. (laughs) Um, And she kind of sat me down one day and she said, oh, do you, you know, can you explain to me a bit of anxiety and can you write it down? And so I did that and I wrote an actual article for Perth Now and I was brave enough to put that out and she said, would you be brave enough to talk about that on the radio show because I don't really understand it, you know, and, and I think that was at a time where it was still quite taboo and there was there's mm. still a huge stigma around mental health and I ended up finding the courage and it, it took me because I had six really dark weeks at that time and I don't actually know how I really did a radio show if I'm completely honest. I was mm. having panic attacks in the toilet Um, I was struggling to get off the floor at home Mm. and I was so full of so much self-doubt and, you know, just on the merry-go-round of all these negative thoughts that I felt like I was genuinely at the end of my tether and I I actually just said one day, okay, I've got to do it, but I've got to do it today. And and the the guys supported me. I think one of them, he had mental health issues too. So uh, working together with someone with mental health issues is hard, you know, when you've both got it. But they both supported me and I spoke about it. And Jem, that was the moment that I realised that there is so many people suffering in silence that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. I was sent a thousand plus text te- uh, messages on Facebook. They ended up filming it. It went viral. I was getting messages from America, Sweden, and a lot from women and even men saying, thank you because my wife or partner or daughter has been trying to tell me what they've been going through and I never really understood it. Mm. And you just made it so clear. And from that moment, I've, I've realised there is a very important thing that I wanted to do as a radio broadcaster and that was to continue to connect with people. Yeah. And and be the voice of so many because I got asked this yesterday in a podcast, I'll quickly tell you this. Yeah. She said, were you scared to say it at the time? And I said, do you know what? I wasn't scared of, you know, my bosses thinking that, that they were going to fire me from speaking out about this or, or what people thought because I genuinely just needed to get it off my chest. And I thought very selfishly at that time and didn't realise how many people I could actually help and that I wasn't alone. Yeah, I remember it very well and I understand you saying you weren't scared, but I can actually recall thinking how brave it was and I know that we'd had some conversations that you know off the air, but I remember thinking it really took a lot of guts to do that because a lot of people would not have been that vulnerable. And the beauty of that is that it did mean that you opened up this whole new kind of communication, I suppose, with these people that are feeling exactly the same way, yeah. but that don't necessarily have the guts to talk about it. And and how empathetic that can be for them is just, you know, incredibly powerful. So, oh, so much. And, you know, it's so true. Like I was, I was very vulnerable and that's the one thing I do like to say to people now. It, 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 you do have to be vulnerable if you are suffering 
do reach out and I know it's going to be really hard, but reach out because I can tell you what, it was honestly one of the greatest moments of my life because mm. I felt so much relief. And I and you, if you watch the video, I was absolutely crying my eyes out and it was so hard and I remember feeling like I was going to throw up all over the microphone. And um, But, you know, like I said, I wasn't really ever thinking about what it was opening up, if I'm being completely honest. I just I just genuinely, as an oversharer that I am, which you would know that, <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to blurt it all out yeah, yeah. and it felt so good. And, you know, I do that regularly on the show with my whole life. So, <laughs> And I think that what has been the outcome of it is seeing the person that you were, you know, a few years ago yeah. and the person you are now is very different. Do you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Do yeah. you notice that? Because for me as, as, as an outsider, <laughs> yeah. I notice a difference in your confidence, in your happiness um, and also in being willing to just communicate. Like if you are going, you know, struggling, you're the first to put your hand up and go, hey, you know, just need a bit of time out or whatever. And also being really mindful of the fact that you know, you've come such a long way that you don't care anymore. And when I say, I, I mean that with a lot of, with a lot of positivity. Yeah. You no, don't, I get you, it. You yeah. don't, you know, if someone says something on social or if there has been something that might have previously really eaten you up, mm. you seem to have grown as a person so much since that time that now you kind of move on. Oh, 100%. And, you know, that's all part of the work that I've done. And I get this one message all the time by people that still talk about that moment on the radio here in Perth all the time. All these years later, they they always go, how did you do it? Like, how are you the person that you are today? And I said, it takes work every single day. And, you know, I have been surrounded and, you know, I'm not here to, uh, I'm being so real here, piss in your pocket, Gemma. I don't know <laughs> if I can say that here. But you and Amanda played an, a huge role in that and knowing that I had that support because at that time I really truly felt like I didn't yeah and I and and you know it was absolutely no one's fault it was just it was my mental health and Amanda you know I've I had to say to her because in all the speaking gigs that I do I said I always talk about you but I've never actually told you that you played an instrumental role in helping me open up and giving me that support that I really truly needed and same with my partner mm. and my friends and then all these other people around me to give me that support and love and that confidence that I needed to go and kick life, you know, and that's what I do every single day. It takes work, but I meditate before the show, believe it or not. I meditate yep. twice before the show. As soon as I wake up, I do a 10 minutes yep. and then they know as soon as pre-show's done, I'll go straight off and duck into another studio and just give myself five minutes. And that's just to let go of some of these negative self-doubt thoughts. Yeah. So, and you know, eating healthily, being open though, like I said, is the biggest thing. And you guys as a company allowing me to do that. Like I said, when this girl asked me that yesterday in this podcast, I was I didn't even doubt that the company, do you know what I mean? I was like, they've always been supportive. Of, <laughs> yeah. I feel like most people in radio are crazy and have mental health issues. So mm. they've always been so supportive. But in other places, there's still this huge stigma and they won't open up. But, mm. you know, Amanda helped me through that last year even with the wedding, I, I got really, really overwhelmed with work and the wedding. And I remember she just said, you just need to talk to the guys because uh, sometimes anxiety brings out a bit of anger for me. And I don't mean to be it because I'm quite a warm person, but you'll see I can be quite short. Yeah. And because I'm not there, I'm in my head. Yes. And she got me to have this vulnerable moment with them. And then after that, that's when I decided to email the team and just said, hey guys, these are some of the things that you'll see. If I'm anxious, this is what I will do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> just so that, and you know, and um, this girl said to me, I say, God, that must have been so hard to do. And I was like, yeah, it was. But at the end of the day, I just want to be happy. And I and that is how I know I can be by sharing 
these things so that people truly understand me and anxiety. Yeah, and what I like about that as well is I know Amanda, who, as you said, runs the Perth station, that it's women helping other women. And as it's it's International Women's Day, I think it's a really nice thing to highlight that as well. Talk to me about, you've been through a lot of changes in your personal life as well because you got married. I know. Can you believe it? If anyone listened to me in Bunbury, Gemma, they would have thought I was going to be single forever. No. (laughs) You got married and I know that that's you know, a big thing for anyone to go through, but do you feel like it's changed you at all or? Yes. I mean, like I definitely, and this is weird and I feel like only people who get married will know this. And it like when you have that moment with that person up there, you can't even explain it. And our love just felt like it exploded on a whole new level. Yeah. And, you know, nothing else has really changed at home or whatever, but I just felt like our love was became a lot more intense and amazing. But oh. it has. It's been magical. And, you know, we went on an awesome honeymoon. And for the first time in my life, you know, I didn't think about radio or what I was going to do next. I lived in the moment with him. And it was. it's been a struggle to come back to work. Because, back to reality, yeah. Yeah, because to get it, back into reality because... I'm like, oh my God, I was so surface. I didn't even go deep with my thoughts. That's like, how, how lovely. <laughs> I know. And it's like, I think that's what a normal person feels like. <laughs> you and uh, Griffo have been together for quite a long time, haven't you? And so oh, he, yeah. he's been a really great supporter of yours oh. in, in terms of, you know, championing you and ensuring mm-hmm. that you can live the life that you want to and achieve the goals that you want to with work as well? Oh, God, you're going to make me cry because when I talk about him, he has been amazing. He is truly one of the greatest men that I've ever met. And I can say that because even my dad says that about him. Do you know what I mean? Like you're supposed Mm. to think your dad's the greatest bloke. He actually genuinely, I think, loves Griffo more than me because (laughs) he has gone out of his way to understand me and my mental health. Like he just went and saw my psych last week for a one-on-one. You know, wow. to, to, that's yes. very, that's yeah. really impressive. How yeah. I know, I know. And he's, but he's also really funny. He's kind, he's caring and he really, like, I really am lucky to have him. And, you know, I think he would never have wanted to sign up for someone to put our whole lives on the radio. Like him being a Perth boy growing (laughs) up in Mullaloo, he's actually famous himself now. People want to get selfies with him, (laughs) which happened at the airport. I had to take the photo of him and these girls that were frothing all over him. But he, you know, if he could choose the life, he wouldn't put it all on the radio, but he supports me in everything that I do because he knows that's just part of the person that I am anyway. Are there any women in your life or perhaps not in your life that you look up to or admire? Are there any mentors you have, you know, women that have just really helped shape you or continue to shape you as as you go through life? I think my mum and my nan, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago, she, like my nan, Brenda, was such a hoot. And apparently we're just so much alike. And we were. We would spend hours just talking and laughing and telling stories. And and she would tell me things that she'd never told anyone. And I think like I got her sense of humour. I also got her anxiety and emotional eating and so did my mum. (laughs) So they've passed on the good stuff as well. And then I think it's probably only been in the last 18 months, Gem, if I'm being really honest, that me and my mum have got really close and I've realised the bond between us because we kind of butted heads a lot growing up and my I was always daddy's girl and yeah. um, she's always worked really hard. But I, I have realised I'm so much like her. I cannot believe it. And 
the hard work that she's done, like in growing up in Bathurst, my parents both had their own businesses and I didn't even know what feminism was till a few years ago, if I'm being honest, because in the town that I grew up in, my mum and dad always just made me believe it doesn't matter who you are or what you do, that you can be whoever you want just as long as you work hard and you're passionate. And so for me, I think I've only just realised that in the last few years that the reason why I am where I am and same with my brother, he's quite successful as well is because they taught us that we could be whoever we wanted to be and it didn't matter. There were no barriers. There was no barriers and that's an awesome thing and I don't think I've really appreciated that until, like I said, probably the last 18 months. Mm. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, you've got that relationship with your mum now and I think perhaps it's that thing is that the older we get, the more Mm. you can empathise and understand you know, your mum a little a little yes. more. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna be just like her. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so if now your mum's listening, I'm sure that's a wonderful no, thing. No, well that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like I know now that that's a wonderful thing, but I think when you're younger, you're like, I never wanna be like my mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, International Women's Day is all about being bold for change and you're certainly an excellent example of that, Heidi. Aww. And you do a terrific job waking up everyone in Perth every morning. So thank you very much for sharing your story. Oh, thanks, Gemma. And to you too, because I know you've done amazing things for this network. And like I said, I'm not here to, you know, but we are celebrating awesome women. And uh, like, I genuinely have appreciated the support and everything that you have given me from the get go. Like I said, I still remember that first meeting when you put your hand on my hand and you said, is everything all right? And I burst into (laughs) tears. And, you know, I'll never forget that, that, you know, the genuine realness and honesty that you gave me in that meeting helped me on the way that I am today. So I genuinely appreciate it. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Well, thank you and happy International Women's Day. Yes, you too. (laughs) To all the women, love. International Women's Day, celebrating the women at the Hit Network.